Welcome to Hustle and Faith. This podcast is dedicated to helping you find your trail to a happier, healthier you by discussing topics regarding Christianity, health and wellness, beauty, and so much more. I'm your host, Tasha Johnson. This is episode 120. What will your dash look like? Part two. So before I jump into today's episode, I wanted to take a moment to thank you for your support. I actually did something that I hardly ever do. I took a look at the analytics for this podcast, and it's crazy to see how much this podcast has grown. And oftentimes, I felt like I was talking to myself, but clearly, I'm not. (laughs) I started this podcast solely out of trying to inspire and motivate people to never give up and to keep going. So it's really humbling to see how much this podcast has grown, despite the fact that I've never spent money on advertising. (laughs) It's been purely by word of mouth and you referring people to my content. So again, if you are truly enjoying this content, and if you don't mind, I would really, really, really appreciate it if you can pay it forward by leaving a rating and a review on iTunes, because then it's going to help other people to discover this podcast as well. Again, I truly appreciate it, and thanks again for your support. All right. Phew. Oh, my goodness. Um, Where do I even begin to describe last week? (laughs) Um, Yet again, more protests have been happening. Athletes literally said enough is enough and did not play any of their games in hopes to draw more attention to the obviously clear double standards that exist in this country. And by the way, more power to every last one of those athletes for using their platform. They're in a unique situation to drive change. These billionaire owners literally can't do a single thing without the players. And more power to the players by forcing the owners to pay attention by messing with their bottom line. I've always felt this way And I loved it when I saw Jamel Hill's article, Why Should a Country That Doesn't Value Black Lives Get to Be Entertained by Black Athletes? Team owners shouldn't continue to benefit from your talent if they aren't willing to fight for your right to exist in peace. And then on Friday, as if all of that wasn't enough, we lost actor Chadwick Boseman at the age of 43 to colon cancer. Learning about the news of his death really felt like a kick in the gut. He was the exact same age and had the exact same cancer that my dad died from. Chadwick Boseman portrayed Jackie Robinson in the film 42, and literally the day of Chadwick's death coincided with the day that Major League Baseball commemorated legend Jackie Robinson. The thing that struck me the most was that this man filmed Civil War, Marshall, Black Panther, Infinity War, Endgame, 21 Bridges, and The Five Bloods. That's seven films, all while he was fighting stage three colon cancer. Chadwick truly was a real-life superhero, and how he was able to film all those movies is truly remarkable. I remember accompanying my dad for surgeries, radiation, and chemotherapy treatments, and everything that I just named leaves your body feeling incredibly exhausted, and it takes every ounce of strength that hasn't been zapped from you physically 
to keep you mentally sane. Now, I haven't seen all of those movies that I listed, but you better believe the one film that I, like every black person, has seen is Black Panther. All right. I remember being so excited because I love comic book movies. I'm, I'm a total nerd. Um, and when I heard that they were doing Black Panther, I could hardly contain myself. And I know a lot of people who are not black may not understand this, but to see an all black cast not playing the token role of a sidekick, a slave, or some other demeaning stereotype roles that were normally relegated to and incredibly tired of seeing reflected on the big screen was just so refreshing. I genuinely felt like a child watching that movie. And I know many people held watch parties. People got dressed up as their favorite characters. And everyone under the sun would jokingly greet each other the way that they did in the film. And and in case you're not sure what I mean by that, check out the website. You'll see what I'm talking about. Um, the Wakanda greeting, I refer to it as. But anyway, when I was watching the film, I and countless other Black people that I would talk to that had seen the film, we kept wishing that a place like this actually existed. Seeing a place like Wakanda on the big screen allowed me for a short a short period of time to feel seen and represented. And needless to say, Black Panther went on to make more than a billion dollars and proved to the movie industry something that we already knew. We can produce box office hits if we're given the opportunity and the resources to do so. We have been fortunate enough to witness how talented and kind Chadwick was on and off screen. He was visiting terminally ill children while he was fighting for his own life. Chadwick did more in his 43 years of life than some have with 100 years. One of the stories that really touched me is Chadwick's acceptance speech at the AFI Life Achievement Award honoring Denzel Washington. He thanked Denzel Washington for paying his tuition to attend the British Academy of Dramatic Acting in Oxford. So Felicia Richard, better known to a lot of us as Claire Huxtable on The Cosby Show, told Denzel Washington that she had a couple students that were accepted into the program, but they didn't have the money to pay the tuition. And so Denzel Washington anonymously paid all of the students' tuition. And years later, Chadwick found out it was Denzel Washington who paid his tuition. Chadwick's death, hearing this story about how Denzel paid for Chadwick's tuition, all of the chaos currently happening in this nation, got me thinking about how we can be here today and gone tomorrow. And that phrase, by the way, is actually one of my favorite songs by Allo Black, uh, Allo Black. And if you haven't heard it, check it out on my website. The Bible also says in James 4, 14, that our life is like a vapor. And I'm well aware that tomorrow isn't promised, which is why I'm constantly asking myself each day, what will your dash look like? What will your dash look like? Many times when we look in an obituary or a headstone, we look at their birth date and the date of death. But what about the dash? That dash is more than just a line in between our birthday and our date of death. It's our life. Now, 
in case you want to learn more about how I shifted my mindset so I could position myself to get on the right path to achieving my dash, check out episode 58, What Will Your Dash Look Like? Honestly, if your goal is to live an extraordinary life, you've got to do the things that I mentioned in episode 58. But then after that, you've got to be willing to put forth the work by addressing the following that we're going to discuss in this episode. You've got to be willing to address the fact that you need to be protective of your time. That's the first thing. People ask me all the time, T, which, yes, people call me Tasha or T. (laughs) T, how can you find all the time to do the stuff that you do? When do you sleep? I get this question all the time. And here's the thing. I've always been very protective of my time, but even more so when my dad passed away. Time is a scarce resource. Everything, everything in life has an opportunity cost. You can't get it back. This is why I'm fiercely protective of my time. If I spend my time with toxic people or working on projects and activities that don't add value to my life, I just wasted my time. Everyone that is currently in my life and the activities that I choose to participate in are there for a reason. If you want your dash to matter, then you're going to have to carve out time to determine what it is that you want out of life. And I know so many people that are stuck in dead-end jobs. I get it. I've been there myself. (laughs) So I totally get that feeling of exhaustion at the end of the day where you just want to go home and watch TV. But how is that TV show contributing to your future? It's not. Now, I'm not saying you got to work, 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 but carve out at least an hour to teach yourself a new skill that you think will allow you to create an opportunity for you to experience success. Throughout my entire career, I've always carved out at least an hour for myself to learn something new or to develop a new or to develop a skill set that I already possessed. So my background is marketing, but I'm a techie at heart. I really do enjoy learning new like databases and picking up software. It's, it's I, I don't know. I've always been pretty good at that stuff. And so I decided to develop that skill set. And so this is literally how I taught myself how to build websites and create and edit audio and videos, which by the way, has kind of, it's enabled me to create a nice little side hustle and I'm doing something that I love. Now, successful people, they don't watch a lot of TV guys. They just don't. And they're not super active on social media. Why? Because those activities are huge time sucks. They're time sucks. This is precious time that you could spend networking with other like-minded people who share your vision and may be in a position to help you achieve your goal. I make sure to donate my time to share the knowledge that I've acquired with others that are less fortunate than me. And so that brings me to my next point, knowledge. I'm a firm believer in acquiring knowledge that is going to enable me to create my own opportunity and not solely rely on a nine to five to provide for me. I then go out of my way to share this knowledge with other people 
Life is hard. We have enough hurdles as it is in life that we have to clear. And so my goal is to help you reduce the time that you spend doing so by offering solid advice. It brings me great joy to be the shortcut that someone needs to help them succeed. And this is why I'm so passionate about education. Whenever I volunteer in schools, I make it a special point to connect with the Black and Latino students. Many times, these students are dismissed, forgotten, or worse, forced into accepting society's standard of what success looks like for them. And let me tell you, it ain't pretty. School conditions many students to be worker bees. You can only achieve success if you have a nine to five and climb the corporate ladder for the rest of your life. And if you dare even attempt to fly away from this mindset, then you've got to fight through an angry mob of bees that don't want to see you succeed. I want these students to see that they can flip the script just like those NBA athletes did. Stop playing someone else's game. If people refuse to listen, then take that as a cue to go create your own opportunity because people will not fight for your best interests. The only thing that the corporate world has to offer is a mentorship program. And that's nothing more than an illusion to make you, people like me think that I have a shot at making it to the top of the ladder, but I really don't. In every company that I've worked at that had a mentorship program, not a single one of them had anyone of color in senior management. And it's been this way throughout my entire career. So why is this the case? If we're being completely honest, oftentimes, many of the business deals that are made are made in places that are not frequented by people that look like me. <laughs> Golf courses or, or country clubs. This is where a lot of the, the deals take place. And you're not seeing a lot of folks that look like me in these places. And I'm not trying to say this to be, be malicious or desire pity. Trust me, I don't need it. I don't want it. I'm simply stating this because it's a fact. And I figured this out pretty early on in my career that I wasn't going to continue climbing a ladder that wasn't meant for me. And nor did I want to find out that my ladder was leaning against the wrong wall. So I simply view my job as a means to an end, to fund the projects that I'm most passionate about in life. And don't get me, don't get me wrong, guys. I love my job and the folks that I work with have been pretty cool so far. But again, my motto is I work to live, not live to work. And so I channel my energy and time by sharing my knowledge so other people don't have to feel like they have to play the game. Which brings me to my last point, strategy. You can't create your own game if you don't have a strategy. After all, a goal without a plan is just a wish, right? So what does success look like to you? Does your idea of success enable you to be a conduit? Meaning, are other people going to be blessed by you achieving your goals? So for example, one of my goals, and I know I'm going to achieve this, it's just going to take a little bit longer, is to create an after-school program to help out Black and Latino kids get the business skills they need to create their own opportunities. And so my definition of success is to help out as many people as I can to achieve their dreams. And I know for a fact that my time and knowledge is going to help out future generations 
Felicia Rashad and Denzel Washington had no idea that their willingness to go above and beyond and donating their time, expertise, and generosity was going to produce a future king that would be admired throughout the ages. Chadwick Boseman. I've been truly blessed, and it's an honor for me to be in a situation to help as many people as I can, but especially those within my community. And if you're like me and you want your dash to matter, it starts with making sure that you reclaim your time, gain knowledge to help create opportunities, and determine ways in how you can be a conduit in sharing your gifts and talents with others. When people see my dash, I want them to know that my life represented Proverbs 11.25. The generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters will also be watered himself. I already know that I've already watered quite a few souls, and if you can't say the same, it's not too late. Don't overthink it and take the shot. So I want to end this episode by sharing two poems with you. And with all the chaos in the world, it seems like they could be a good reminder to never lose focus on our dash. Do not stand at my grave and weep. I am not there. I do not sleep. I am a thousand winds that blow. I am the diamond glints on snow. I am the sun on ripened grain. I am the gentle autumn rain. When you awaken in the morning's hush, I am the swift, uplifting rush. Of quiet birds in circled flight, I am the soft stars that shine at night. Do not stand at my grave and cry. I am not there. I did not die. And that's Mary Elizabeth Fry. She's the one who wrote this beautiful poem. Please check out the website for the second poem that I wrote for my dad called You're the Cats. It's kind of a phrase that we used to play around with. And so um, I wanted to read it to you guys, but I just cannot do it without crying. So please be sure to check out the website. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to take the How Well-Rounded Are You In Life quiz and check out Star New Crew, our new fitness apparel shop. If you enjoy Hustle & Faith content, please consider becoming a supporter by donating, purchasing a Hustle & Faith journal, or an item from Starring You Crew in order to help offset the cost of producing this show. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Pinterest. And remember, if you're everything to everyone, be risk being no one. You never know who you will inspire. See you in the next episode. Hey, this is Pastor Jay with Walking Truth Radio Network. What will my dash look like? Wow. I never thought of that before. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That was so inspiring and thought-provoking. Continue to do what you do, the great work you're doing over there, and I will keep listening. Support you a lot, pray for you a lot, and just continue to uplift us, encourage us, inform us, and make us think. This is Pastor Jay. Peace.